0: Been hurt Don't in like an me. accident, the other driver made a bad choice. So make a good choice. Call 830. 7070. Choose attorney Anthony Paglia for the maximum possible settlement of your injury case. Call 830-7070. Good morning, Clark County. Welcome to the show Money, Politics, and Religion. Because if we don't talk about it, someone else will control the narrative. First, money. How should someone handle money so they can make their lives better? Second, politics. How can we learn from other countries' failures to help improve our communities? Third, religion. How can we improve our spiritual lives so we can live in peace and abundance? Anthony Paglia's grandpa was the late Arturo Gambito, co-founder of the Latin Chamber of Commerce and Nevada's first licensed Hispanic architect. Anthony will share Arturo's legacy with you to help improve the community as Arturo would want. So if you're ever hurt in a car crash, call Anthony Paglia Injury Lawyer at 702-830-7070 for a free and confidential consultation. And now, here is the producer and your host, attorney Anthony Paglia. Call 830-7070.
1: Welcome everyone, uh, all listeners out there in Las Vegas. Happy New Year to all of you. Um, I'm here to uh, share my grandpa Arturo Cambero's legacy because he came here from Cuba and was a small business owner success. He was the first licensed Hispanic architect in Nevada and the co-founder of the Latin Chamber of Commerce. We're going to interview his brother, my Dio. Domingo Camberto on January 18th, so make sure you mark your calendars for January 18th. We're going to capture his story, making it here to the U.S. from Cuba and becoming a small business owner here in Las Vegas. He was also an architect, just like my grandpa, Arturo. The interview will be in English, and later on I will have the interview recreated in Spanish at a later date. Uh, We'll we'll play both those interviews back-to-back, one in English and one in Spanish for you to enjoy. Uh, We have bankruptcy attorney Miguel Lopez here with us to talk about money. We'll be taking calls from listeners who want to ask questions about money, dinero, um, something that we need to operate every day. Um, We're going to have Christ Club Minister Evan Hartzell on. He'll be here uh, every month. Next week, he'll be here to talk about religion. He has a ministry that helps many Hispanics and Latinos in the community He's got about a half a dozen after-school learning centers across the valley to help at-risk Latinos. So make sure that you get involved and help Evan help the community. Uh, he emailed me some uh, serious questions on how we want to help the community. His major, One of his major, major concerns was getting kids off the screen, whether it was a TV screen, a smartphone, iPad, or a computer. Uh, he wants to get youth off of the pornography sites. He says it's a sin. Sometimes saying it's a sin isn't enough. So I did some research. We found a book by E. Michael Jones called Libido Dominandi, Sexual Liberation and Political Control. And so if sin isn't enough to get you away from it, then knowing that sexual, sexual liberation is a form of political control should be enough. And so we're excited to have Evan on to talk about how he helps the community. We're going to talk about how we can help get kids off the TV screen and out. Um, playing outside and spending time with their family. Um, we have other small business owners that will be on the show to help promote their business and their success. We'll have my barber on uh, uh, Moses. He does a wonderful job cutting my hair. We have this show live on Facebook and my hair, I got a lot of hair on my face right now. I'm gonna need a shave for Moses. We're gonna have him on the show. He's gonna talk about how he does his um, amazing job with the skin. He's gone to school for that, and he's a wonderful uh, small business owner, so we want to promote what he's doing. We're going to start an at-risk youth program through SimGo's Cobra Kai Jiu-Jitsu. We're going to start a team here, a Latino team. We're looking for sponsors We'll put your corporate logo on the actual gi. So these guys are going to have full gis, and we're going to have them compete in tournaments. The Anthony Paglia Injury Law Firm is going to sponsor these teams. We're going to go out and kick some butt The focus is to be disciplined with technique, um, working out, showing up to the gym and taking these kids. We're gonna actually pluck them out of the streets and put them in the gym where they can learn from one of the best uh, jiu-jitsu practitioners ever, Simgo, um, at his gym. So we're excited about that at-risk youth program. Uh, We're excited also because we'll have Cuban chiropractor Dr. Ostolasa, Dr. O will be here on the show to teach us about medicine. He's fluent in Spanish, so he will tell us also in Spanish. He's a, a Cuban compadre of mine. He's a chiropractor. He's my chiropractor. He does an amazing job with my neck and back whenever I have stiffness in those areas. He uh, he specializes in auto crash accidents, and he'll talk about how you know those can change your life. We have Adam Porsborg here from TheVegasPost.com. Hey, Adam, it's wonderful to have you here, buddy, and uh, we're looking forward to some current local and national news that you share with us to keep the listeners up to date um, every show. So thank you so much for being here. I, I appreciate you, sir. Yeah, thank you. So why am I talking in English? Why am I uh, talking? Uh, why is this bilingual? Why am I not speaking in Spanish? It's because Arturo Cambero was a big on um, Latinos assimilating into society, meaning we've got to learn the American culture, be familiar with the English, understand the English language, champion the English language the best that we can. And... The American culture is earn your keep and pay your way. So, you know, having your own private property, um, exercising your God-given rights, these things Arturo believed in, and that's what we're here to share. We want to do it in English to help uh, push his main goal, which was assimilation, assimilating into society so you can earn your own way. Now, I wanted to share with all the listeners an, an article that was from The Sun that was printed. Back in 1997, Las Vegas Sun, uh, a Sunrider, Art Nadler wrote, Arturo Cambero was a successful architect in Cuba before Fidel Castro took over and forced him to flee the island country in 1962 with his wife, small child, my mother, Lydia, and nothing but the clothes on their backs. Arturo appreciated the promise he held for a better Nevada. So we're here today because we want a better Nevada just like Arturo did. He was the first Latin architect licensed in the Silver State. He opened his own architectural firm. There are several elementary schools he designed to meet the practical and psychological needs of students and teachers. And one school does carry his name, and we'll be throwing a fall fair for the students, a free puppet show. We'll have a special announcement for that later on in the show uh, for the fall fair that we'll be having for the students there. Um, My grandpa... He's quoted saying, you must work hard. If you do, you can get there. You can get what you want. If you sacrifice, this country will give you an opportunity. Now, this quote is written on the inside of the Cambero Elementary School, and that's what we'll be having the fall fair in April. Free puppet show, free tacos, free DJ, free corn. And the principal doesn't know this yet, but we're trying to get him in a dunk take so we can have the kids throw a ball and have them dunked in the water. Um, I think we'll be able to make it happen. We'll see. Arturo Cambero, he was the president of the Latin Chamber of Commerce, and he served as the Clark County Planning Commissioner. And this could be one of you out there listening. You can do this, okay? He came here, he's got uh, his wife, Lydia, and I'll tell you a story about Lydia Cambero in a moment. Um, their kids, Lydia, my mom, the oldest, Deanna, my aunt, the middle, and Arthur, the youngest son, his first son, who is now a plastic surgeon here in the Clark County area. Uh, SergiSpa.net. If you want um, to look younger and look beautiful, go to Arthur Cambero, SergySpa.net. He's the best plastic surgeon in the world. He studied at the Mayo Clinic. He took Grandma Lydia Cambero to the Mayo Clinic, and they diagnosed her with PTSD. Why? Because communist Cuba took everything from them, and they had to start over here in the United States. So, Arturo Cambero, I'm, I'm looking now at a, a Hispanic Profiles in Nevada history, 1829 to 1991. It's a book here produced by the Latin Chamber of Commerce of Nevada, and I'm going to share with you some fun facts about Arturo. He was born in Havana, Cuba on April 19, 1932. He got his degree in science from La Salle College in 1950 and a degree in architecture from Havana University in 1956. He had to leave and flee Cuba because of the communist regime. In 1962, he left with my mom and my grandma with the, only the clothes on their back. They landed in Miami. The Catholic Church helped them, and they were able to uh, find some sustenance while they stayed in Miami. They eventually made it to Las Vegas. Um, He says here a quote from Arturo. I would walk around with 25 cents in my pocket. I couldn't afford the bus. I couldn't afford a Coke. I didn't speak the language. I was scared. Anyone would be under those circumstances, but I had faith. Faith in a loving God, a faith in the U.S., you can achieve anything. So, the loving God, what is he talking about? Jesus Christ. And we'll have Evan Hartzell, Club Christ, minister on to talk about the loving God. Someone that you should speak with, pray to, to help get you through tough times like my grandpa did. So, in, in 1962, he did land in uh, Los Angeles, making $1.25 per hour. Seemed like a million bucks to me, Arturo said. He walked 35 blocks to work each day, and he struggled nights to make it happen. In uh, December of 1962, he made it to Las Vegas. He worked for Roundup Real Estate Company, a developer here in Las Vegas, and he uh, passed the Architectural State Board in 1970, Nevada's first licensed Hispanic architect. Arturo recalled, I was the first architect to be licensed in Nevada. It was a great struggle to make the examination in English. So eight years in this country, he founds his first firm. He's a small business owner. And he uh, remembers we didn't even have a phone. We had to use a public phone nearby for all of our calls. All I had was, was a drafting board. I wasn't worried about making money. I was aggressive. We started from ground zero when we left Cuba and challenges were a part of our lives. So he converted some uh, buildings into government buildings for the government, which are good contracts for uh, him at the time. He uh, partnered up with his brother, Domingo, who will have on the show an interview. He's still alive here with us, so he'll be able to tell his story uh, live on the radio, which will be great. Uh, We have, he, Churro Cambero designed the Clark County Housing Authority building on Flamingo Road, the Senior Citizens Center on Bonanza Road, 10 elementary schools for the Clark County School District. He remodeled the Aladdin Hotel. In 1978, he designed the Thomas & Mack Center at UNLV. He was Nevada's Small Businessman of the Year. And in 1984, after building a successful business with his brother, he took a chance and started his own company. Um, His daughter, Lydia, my mother, She's quoted saying, My father had a lot of drive and ambition. He always taught us if you want something and work hard, you'll get it. He would tell us that Castro took away his money and all of his possessions, but the only thing he couldn't take away from him was what was in his head. So, again, the most powerful muscle you have is in your head. Lydia, his oldest daughter, obtained uh, her MBA degree. She's also a CPA. She got those degrees uh, from UNLV. She's a certified public accountant. Arturo Jr. is a plastic surgeon. Like I said, SurgerySpa.net. If you want to look beautiful, go to Arthur Jr. Arthur Cambero at SurgerySpa.net. And also their middle child, Deanna Remark. Uh, she's also a CPA. She has her um, degree and is a certified public accountant. So education was really big in our family. And also um, Arturo, he was the Clark County Planning Commissioner for 14 years and the past president of the Nevada State Board of Architecture. He was the past president of the Nevada Society of Architects and the American Institute of Architects. He quoted saying to the Latin Chamber of Commerce as the first president, what I remember most about these early years was our great struggle to survive. We had no money, no office, and a lot of unrealized hopes and dreams. On the plus side, however, we also had an unshakable belief that we could make it happen, that the faith carried us through those early years and kept us going when survival seemed impossible. So he has 24 schools, 400 family units with the Clark County Housing Authority, a fire station in Laughlin, the West Las Vegas Library, numerous shopping centers and office buildings. So his career carried through into the early 90s. He was considered a distinguished Nevadan, second Hispanic Nevadan ever to receive this prestigious honor. So he has a, a commitment, a greater commitment of values for those um, in the community and how they have the, what their perception is on life. So Arturo was big on ensuring that he stepped in and, and wanted to share his love of life. Hey Anthony. Yes, sir. What, what was he like in real life? Like what just your memory of him? My memory, um, I was a young child. So he passed away in the early '90s. I was what seven, eight. He was um, smiley, fun, go lucky. I remember the the electricity went out at my grandparents' house. I was there, and he would take the flashlight and put it on his face in the dark and, and try to scare me and, and chase me around. And he was he was a lot of fun. He was a fun-loving man. Nice. That's that's what I remember about him. I like his story is the pinnacle
2: of you know, a story of the American dream, right? It's, it's, it's somebody immigrating to the country um, yes. who has nothing in their pocket and then ends up becoming, you know, really an inspiration to, um, you know, people who were born
1: here. So. Yeah. Both people who were born here and immigrants. I mean, we are a nation of immigrants. If everyone goes back four or five generations, someone is from some country. So the goal is to inspire those who, um, can look at this story and say, hey, if he did it, I can do it. So if we can help just one listener out there, hearing his story and all these things I'm, t- I'm talking about, then I believe we, we've made, we've done our job at him. And we want to keep the people entertained. We want to uh, share his story. Um, and one story in particular I want to share is, uh, is Grandma Lydia. She uh, was a teacher science, sixth grade science, but Fidel didn't want to let go any teachers, any lawyers, any doctors, because they were a benefit to society. They sure. wanted, to, they only would release the criminals. And so my grandpa, he knew the doctor out there. Fortunately, had a friend who just, uh, diagnosed her as crazy. So when the government officials would show up to her house, she would put her hair up all crazy, wear pajamas, and act crazy. And so when the officials were able to jot down that she was crazy, you know, they just took her house. You know, they'd have to hide the olive oil in the piano because it was a, considered a luxury. Um, they were televising on TV the massacre, the shootings that were doing on people like entrepreneurs like me and you, who didn't who wanted to be able to speak their mind freely, who wanted to be able to protect their family with their guns. These type of people were lined up on the wall and shot. And my grandma saw it. and That's why she was uh, uh, diagnosed with PTSD. And so. But the point is, you know, because she was able to act crazy, she was able to leave with with the clothes on her back. So there was a struggle in Cuba to leave. So uh,
3: before we go on a break, I just want to kind of resume.
1: Anthony. Thank you. Thank you so much for the announcement. We hope that all of you can make it to Taco Tuesday. Those tacos Um, are free, right, Anthony? The tacos are free. Free tacos. Who doesn't love a free meal? A whole free meal free corn free horchata, and then a DJ so you can dance off all the calories when you're nice. done. So we're also going to have uh, an April a spring fair. And re- again, we haven't told the principal yet. We're, we're gonna, we we want to put him in a dunk tank so we can have the kids throw a ball and dunk him in the water. So that'll be fun. Maybe we can uh, raise some money for the school as well. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I got sitting here with me a good friend of mine, a very reliable friend. And I can tell you if he's reliable as a friend to me, he Will be an amazing, reliable attorney for you. We have bankruptcy attorney Miguel Lopez here on the show. Miguel, welcome, sir.
4: Welcome. It's nice
1: to be here. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody out there. It's fantastic being here. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you so much. And so, if you need a, a good attorney, make sure you call Miguel Lopez. His number is 702 987 3030. Again, 702 987 3030. That's Miguel Lopez. Uh, your bankruptcy attorney, and the reason why we have Miguel on the show is we want to talk about money. Uh, yes, money is important to a lot of people. Dinero. Yep, we need it to uh, survive day to day and thrive. Hopefully for for some of us out there, right? That's exactly right. Miguel, what's the biggest what's the biggest misconception about
2: bankruptcies that people well, make a mistake about?
4: A lot of people think when you when you think about bankruptcy, it's kind of like you've made it to the end of your rope. But in reality, people should be thinking about bankruptcy differently. Uh, bankruptcy is kind of a form of financial planning. And if you think about that, it's about money management. Um, the time to be you know, looking for help when it comes to money problems is before you get to the end of the rope, when you know that something's actually um, negative that might be, might be affecting you. Uh, the way I like to look at it is, is if you had an ailment that you had to go to the, a doctor for, you do a lot of a lot of self-help things before you go to the doctor, right? If you've got a fever, you start taking some medication, some over-the-counter medication, or if you got an ache, you might try doing some some self-help. But eventually it gets to a point that you think, you know what, I need to go in to actually see somebody to figure out what's wrong with me and how do I fix it? Well, finances work the same way. When you know that you're, I don't know, maybe you're living paycheck to paycheck. And you're thinking, hmm, something's not quite right. Well, you should go see a doctor. And as an attorney, all attorneys have Juris Doctorates degrees. We're doctors of law. okay? And in that, we can help diagnose what's going on with you financially to help put you on a better footing.
1: Okay. And so what I'd like to do, Miguel, is um, I want the, the listeners to get to know you a little bit. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interview you, ask you a few questions. Sure. Because you're going to be here every month. And... I'm looking forward to it. It's a commitment, and I appreciate your commitment. And so, since you're going to be here every month, I want the listeners out there to to get to know Miguel. Uh, where were you born? Um, I was actually born in San Antonio,
4: Texas. I come from a large family. Um, in my family, we are seven brothers and one sister. Um, so I am actually the the fourth child in our in our family. All
1: right.
4: What nationality are you? Um, I, I consider myself Hispanic. Uh, my mother's from Mexico. My father was from Venezuela, um, so I consider myself Hispanic. Okay, tell us about your time in the military. Uh, well, I do come from a military family. A number of us have served. Um, I personally was in the Army Reserves for six years, um, and it was a it was a fun time. Uh, being in the military, you have an opportunity to see lots of different parts of the world, so I've had the opportunity to live in Germany for a while. Uh, We've lived in different states, mostly in the south, but um, we've lived in Texas, Georgia, Alabama, so we've moved around quite a bit. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. Tell us about your time at Radio Shack. Well, before becoming an attorney, I was involved with business. Uh, I worked for a company called Radio Shack for 17 years. Uh, that that allowed me to grow as a person, and to learn a lot about the ins and outs of how businesses operate.
1: Seventeen years is a long commitment. Again, folks, like I say, Miguel Lopez is a very reliable person, and he will be a very reliable bankruptcy attorney. And again, if you need a good bankruptcy attorney, please call Miguel at seven zero two nine eight seven three zero three zero. Miguel, where'd you go to law school? Um, I went to law school here in, in Nevada at
4: UNLV, I went to the Boyd School of Law, um, and I went through their, their nighttime program, and that's how I achieved my Juris doctorate degree.
1: So you, were you working during the day and going to school at night?
4: I was. Uh, like most people, um, when I completed my, my education, uh, when I got my bachelor's degree, I immediately went to work. So I was working, and I was trying to figure out what should I do next. When I decided to go to law school, I couldn't give up working, and I had to try to figure out how to juggle things to make it work, so I went to law school at night until I completed that program.
1: And you were working with Radio Shack during that time? At that time, I was, yes. Gosh, I miss Radio Shack. <laughs> <laughs> they
4: went bankrupt, right? Um, they, yeah, that yeah. is correct. They went bankrupt. There are some some Radio Shack operations that are still um, current um, as franchise units, and there are actually several in South America.
3: Would you mind if I ask you a couple of questions in Spanish?
4: ¿Córdas? Okay.
3: Bueno, estamos entrevistando. Bueno, el abogado Pabla está entrevistando al abogado Miguel. Miguel es un abogado de bancarrota con bastante experiencia. Él ha servido en la milicia. Eh, e igual ha sido como muchos de nosotros que tiene que trabajar y estudiar al mismo tiempo. Este y, y es latino. Eh, sus padres, uno es de Venezuela y, y ¿Y el otro es este, mexicana o mexicano? Uh, mexicana. Your mom is yes. Mexican. Su mamá es mexicana, el papá es venezolano, pero dice que va a aprender español. Así que ese, <risa> ahora sí que ese es su deseo del 2020. Eh, Miguel, quiero hacerte una pregunta. ¿Cuándo es que nosotros debemos de buscar un abogado de bancarrota? When is it the time for us to look for a bankruptcy attorney?
4: I think everybody should talk to somebody about their financial health about once a year, whether or not they need bankruptcy services or not. Mm
3: -hmm. Él dice que él recomienda que él debe de ustedes, nosotros todos, debemos de buscar ayuda financiera a través de un abogado de bancarrota. Por qué? Porque es necesario mínimo una vez al año saber cómo andamos económicamente, qué es lo que él nos puede recomendar hacer. Y recuerden, un abogado en bancarrota no es necesariamente cuando ya estás con la soga al cuello y te estás holgando de tantas deudas. Es sano buscar un abogado de bancarrota mínimo una vez al año para saber cómo andan las cuentas. Uh, another question for you, if i have more than ten thousand dollars in debt what should we do
4: well it, it really depends because every everybody's situation is different so having ten thousand dollars in debt is different if you're working on minimum wage or if you got a a high paying job that's why we need you to tell but us
3: yes yo le he preguntado abogado si nosotros tenemos más de 10 mil dólares en deudas que yo creo que el 90 Incluyéndome a mí, <laughs> tenemos ese problema. Eh, si sí es tiempo de ir a ver a un abogado de bancarrota, no necesariamente para hacer ahora sí que una bancarrota, sino que para ver cómo podemos hacer modificaciones y cómo él nos puede ayudar. Eh, Miguel, what else can you tell us about um, having debt and how to handle the budget?
4: Well, having debt is not necessarily a problem. Um, there are good debts to have and there are bad debts to have. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I look at it is, you know, we're coming into a brand new year. Um, everybody's making um, New Year's resolutions and part of their New Year's resolutions is generally for the, the number one New Year's resolution is about losing weight. Well, I, I look at that the same way from a finance point and when you think about losing weight, I'm thinking about losing dead weight and part of that dead weight in finances is, is called debt. So, as a New Year's resolution, you should be making a, a, a resolution to get rid of your debt weight.
3: Él nos recomienda que como una resolución del año, en vez de pensar en bajar de peso, este, debe de haber una resolución de bajar de cuentas y deudas. ¿Cómo hacerlo? Hay que ver un abogado de bancarrota. Hay que hacerlo, necesitamos ayuda. Nosotros no fuimos a la escuela para eso. Él fue a la escuela por nosotros y por eso hay abogados de bancarrota y él está aquí para invitarnos para hacerlo para mejorar en este 2020 nuestra economía. Anthony, yes. what do you think about
1: that? I think that's wonderful advice, Miguel, and we appreciate that. And this is something that we'll be providing to the listeners throughout the entire year, every month. Miguel will be here to help uh, answer questions, we'll take calls, uh, we want to know what questions you have about money. And I want to uh, talk again with Miguel about University of Phoenix. And this, I want to drop a little small fact that people don't know, is that you're a professor at University of Phoenix, is that right? Um, well, I do teach classes and courses for the University of Phoenix
4: and uh, the types of things that I teach. I, I do a lot of the introductory classes, um, I teach the, uh, the, about the U.S. Constitution, do the Nevada Constitution, and I do a lot of critical thinking courses for them.
1: Great. Um,
4: And undergraduate, did you go to the University of Phoenix? I did. I got my Bachelor's of of Science in Business uh, Administration from the University of Phoenix. Did you work and and go to school for that? Um, When I was going to school for my Bachelor's degree, I was working full-time at the same time. That is correct.
1: Amazing. Okay, so working full-time while getting your bachelor's degree at University of Phoenix, working full-time while going to law school. So you're quite an inspiration out there for a lot of young listeners.
4: Well, I, it's good to hear, but uh, I think everybody should have a good work ethic, and um, strive for what they want, and you got to work towards everything that
1: you're trying to achieve. Okay, so um, let's, let's talk about your family. Let's talk about your uh, wife and kids. Tell us a little bit about them, please oh well uh, i've been married
4: to my wife for 33 years and this coming may congratulations thank you thank you Uh, we got we got married as kids Um, i was 20 years old when we got married i met my wife when i was 19 she was 18 and shortly after her 19th birthday my 20th birthday uh, we decided to get married Uh, we've had a wonderful life Uh, we have four four um, boys Um, and they've all turned out to be fantastic. Um, Our oldest is an attorney also. Uh, My second oldest is a CPA. Uh, My third oldest just completed his master's degree um, in education, Um, and my youngest, uh, he just turned 21 just 10 days ago, Um, and um, he's currently in his junior year at UNLV to complete his bachelor's in biology. Amazing.
1: Judge a man by his fruit. Thank you. Yeah, judge a man by his fruit. And Miguel, all of his children, very successfully He must be very proud. I am very proud of my family. Things that they've accomplished,
4: things that I've accomplished. Um, my family that I come from. Um, you know, you talked about assimilating into the into the U.S. Yes. Right? To learn about the money system, learning about the language. Uh, here, I told you, I considered myself Hispanic. I will tell you that when my family came into the U.S., I am the fourth of eight children. And um, my two older brothers, they're bilingual. My sister, she's my oldest sister, my only sister, she's bilingual. But when we came to the U.S., my parents decided it's time to start learning English. So I actually never learned Spanish, so I
1: only know English. Gotcha. And we under, you understand a lot of what's being said here. I mean, you just answered two questions that were in Spanish there. Well, I,
4: I do understand a lot of Spanish, but uh, to be honest with you, Jackie that was asking the questions in
1: Spanish, she also asked me the questions in English. So that she made <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair, fair enough. However, if, if someone were to go to you and, and they were Spanish speaking, you'd still be able to help them though, correct? Uh, we can help people that, that speak Spanish. Um, there are
4: uh, people that can help translate for us. And if all else fails, we have Google Translate.
1: Perfect. Yeah, so we, we have uh, full faith in, in your ability to help. And I wanted to talk, so if you had a message to send out to those out there, uh, young Latinos, you know, they, they hear your story, you went to University of Phoenix, you know, a lot of people, I mean, there's, there's University of Phoenix, there's Nevada State College, UNLV, all these opportunities. Um, would you mind sharing a, a Message to someone out there who's listening, who's thinking about maybe going to the University of Phoenix or pursuing, you know, the path that you did. For people who need to work while going to school.
4: Well, you know, when it comes to education, um, it is true that education is the key to success in life. However, with education, you have to try to figure out why are you in school, right? Why are you going to college? What are you trying to accomplish? If you think about that in life, you got to start looking at the end result, right? What do you want to accomplish? What kind of job do you want to have? So if you look at education in general, and for my purposes, if we look at a bachelor's degree, a bachelor's degree is basically a general education to open up possibilities of of what you can achieve. But when you look further than just the bachelor's degree, and for my purposes, um, a professional degree, a master's degree, a law degree, a medical degree. Generally speaking, people that go go for higher education, a graduate type program, they're looking at a profession that they want to that they want to work in, a career, not just the job, about a career. And if you think about all the jobs that are out there that are available, if you want to have a better paying job, um, a job that's going to be a career and not just the job, You have to start working the problem backwards, right? You know where you're at, you're at point A. You want to get a point B. Well, You can look up the requirements to figure out what is it that will get you to that point B and you need to start working the problem backwards. So these days, when we look at people that are in in school, in college, uh, the number one um, um, financial burden here in the United States are student loans. A lot of the people that have student loans, they have those student loans um, and they're not able to pay it off necessarily because the degrees that they've received are not necessarily in the field that they actually are working in. And if they, if, if the majority
2: of degrees don't even pay enough. I mean, after you've completed your degree, you go try to find a job, but you're still going to be in debt. Even, I mean, I would say, what is it? The average debt for a student is like 50K. Sixty thousand is a lot of money. Yeah, and it's like really hard for people to get a $30,000 a year job out of college because that's what people pay Experience.
4: right now. Yeah. It, it so makes it very it difficult. It time and effort. It makes it very difficult. And this is why with ed- with higher education, uh, you need to start looking at the end result, which is what are you trying to achieve. If you know ahead of time that a job that you're looking for is only going to be paying like 30000 a year, you might need to rethink about what is it that you're trying to achieve.
2: And if you look at coding jobs right now, too, like those sometimes pay eighty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars a year, and they don't require any degree. In fact, Google doesn't even always look at degrees as 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 a way of bringing on. Even though I, you know, you still have to pay and put put in the work to get that education, regardless.
4: That is correct. And sometimes college is not for everyone. It could be that a technical school or just getting um, the, the credentials, not necessarily a degree, but like a certificate program
1: how people achieve so, uh, We're here with Miguel, returning to the interview we're having. I wanted to talk about, Miguel was dropping some serious knowledge on the listeners regarding University of Phoenix, Nevada State College, uh, College of Southern Nevada, UNLV, all these different opportunities. He was saying what Arturo Canberra would always echo. Arturo Canberra would say, if you're going to school, you're going for a purpose. Uh, he, and Miguel has talked about reverse engineering, meaning so you wanna be a professional, you gotta get a degree in order to get that. There's a means to an end. And so, so a caution for people out there that this is, you know, be careful when you go to school, just don't go to school willy nilly, not really knowing what you're doing, not having a game plan, because if you end up getting a degree that you didn't really want, didn't help you get the career that you're working at, then you end up with the student debt and you end up in the problem. So with like, for example, in my situation, my mother, through my grandpa would say, hey, you're going to school, you're going to business, and you're going to be doing that um, to get an accounting degree. So my undergraduate was in accounting right around the time when Enron had collapsed. I don't know if people remember when Enron out of Texas, they were fraudulently producing these accounting numbers, and they passed the Sarbanes-Oxley Act, which required these companies to hire accountants to ensure that they were telling the truth.
3: I'm sorry, before we go to attorney again, I think we have a caller. We Hello? What do you recommend for people on the road while they're
0: driving
1: to stay safe? Okay, well I appreciate that phone call asking what do we recommend that people do when they're driving to remain safe? You know, one of the most important things that you Don't want play is video to games. Play. Don't play video games while driving. No texting. No sleeping. No sleeping. No sleeping. Bluetooth, hands free. (laughs) So you can't use your uh, phone. Um, Always be on the lookout. Um, My uh, mother-in-law was recently in a car crash with my wife's vehicle, and so stay clear of big rigs. Uh, Don't get in their blind spots. Keep a safe uh, space between you and the vehicles next to you. So you have to be aware, constantly looking at your mirrors. Um, Bluetooth, hands free. So you have both hands on the wheel. Um, use your blinker ahead of time. Know where you're going. Like we're talking about using your education. Wear your seatbelt. Uh, that's important, right? So wearing your seatbelt. we're talking about um, knowing where you're going with education. Same thing with your vehicle. When you get in your car, know where you're going. A lot of times people get into car crashes because they're just joyriding or just driving around. So um, anticipating where you're going using your uh, blinkers and staying clear of large vehicles who may swerve into your lane. Um, Those, I would say, would be the most important things to do. Um, If it's raining out here, I know it rains rarely and the the roads get real slick, maybe stay off the roads or just drive um, the speed limit or slower. Because I know the habit, the the culture around here is to drive at least five over the speed limit. I would know i born and raised here in Las Vegas, and um, people do drive fast around here. It's a fast-paced city. I hope I, uh, did I cover um, your question there,
0: caller? Thank you very much. It's so often that we know what not to do, because we're reminded by accidents, which we end up in offices like yours. But we're not reminded how to remain safe. So
1: thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you for your call. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, folks. You, as you can tell, we're taking calls. So uh, make sure you call into the uh, place here. We got what's the phone number we have for the radio? I'm actually looking it up right now. Uh, there's a call in, and the number is 702 876 1087. If you have any questions about money for Miguel, any questions for me about uh, being safe on the road, if you Do you mind repeating that, Anthony?
3: 876
1: 876- 1087. 8- All right, Jackie, thank you so much. Uh, back to Miguel here, our bankruptcy attorney, where he was talking about education, knowing where you're going, driving safe on the road, knowing where you're going beforehand is important. That way you get to your destination. Same with uh, when you get your uh, degree. Having a uh, an end game, I call it uh, have, being a sniper, knowing what it is that you're going to do with that degree. Because if you end up not doing what you wanted with it, you end up with some student loan debt, and there could be some problems there. So we just want to make sure that uh, we try our best to to pass on that message to people to help them improve their lives. Now I'm going to uh, shift gears just a little bit. I have a question uh, for you. It's a little bit political. Kind of funny, and you can tell me, Miguel, uh, your answer here, your, your perspective on it. Um, I've heard that uh, Donald Trump he's has filed bankruptcy right. many times with different corporations, but he's still wealthy. Uh-oh. How is that possible? <laughs> it's because
4: the law allows it. Uh, when it comes to, uh, here you're talking about Donald Trump, and I will tell you that Donald Trump has not personally filed a bankruptcy, yes. uh, but he has had companies that have. Um, So when you hear that that which is different, it is very different. What is the difference between that? Well, if you file bankruptcy personally, you're filing bankruptcy for debts that you owe Uh, when you have a business um, And depending on how the business is set up, but for my my purposes right now it's set up as a corporation and the corporation files a bankruptcy the the company itself is an independent living organization and it's the business that's filing a bankruptcy and there's no personal information that's actually being shared
1: with that bankruptcy. Go ahead and uh, let, let's take the caller and see what kind of question we got going on here. Hello. Yeah, hi. Um, I have a
0: question for Anthony, the attorney. If I was hurt in a car crash, should I go see a doctor right away or should I wait and see if it goes away?
1: You, you, you got to see a doctor right away. If, if you're hurt in a hi. crash, well, You want to go see a doctor right away because you want it documented. You know, the medical professional can document, hey, look, uh, you were hurt in a crash on this date, complaining of uh, neck, back issues. You know, those are the typical injuries. If you had a prior surgery, you want that notated. Otherwise, when you go to the auto insurance company to collect payment for your pain, suffering, medical bills, and lost wages, they're going to say there's no way you were hurt because there's nothing written down. We just have to take your word for it. We're not going to just take your word. So not only are you doing it to help go get treatment to make, you know, someone who's designed to make you better through medical treatment, which is important, your health is the most important thing. You go see the doctor. It also protects you financially for when we go and collect and maximize your settlement. It'll be in the medical records, and we can use that as proof to show that you were hurt in the crash. So, you know, it's important to go see a doctor right away. I know a lot of people like to sit and, and, you know, Hopefully it'll go away and these things, but a lot of times that can cause even worse injury. We'll have Dr. O, our Cuban chiropractor on to tell us how not getting behind the eight ball, not attacking the injury with medical treatment can actually cause you more problems in the future. So it is important to see a doctor both for your own personal health and for your claim, because when you've been hurt in a crash, there's two ways to pay for your injuries. One is through the health insurance and one through is auto insurance. And you want to make sure that you capture it written on a document showing that you were hurt in the crash. So there's, you know, uh, many reasons why you got to see a doctor right away Uh, sitting and waiting around. uh, It doesn't look good either because then uh, there's a gap in treatment, all these different arguments that these auto insurance companies could use against you. So, you know, I like to say that the auto insurance company, they're like kind of like the police. Anything you say can will be used against you. So it's important to go see a a doctor right away. Did I... uh, cover your uh, question there yes
4: you did thank you very much
1: you're so welcome thank you for your call
4: Anthony I I would like to add on to that really quick please so if somebody is involved in an accident sometimes they don't know that they're injured at all Um, but if they have an accident what should they do
1: or what should they not do at that time okay great question I think we got to go to a commercial break I'll answer that question as soon as we get back thank you Miguel. Hello, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, Happy New Year. Miguel had a question for me. Miguel? Uh, yes. Uh, just to,
4: to, to pick up where we left off, if somebody is involved in an auto accident, what should they do or what should they not do at the accident site?
1: Okay. Well, I, I'm going to speak as if I were at the accident site, right? If I got hit from behind and I'm on the street, I would do everything in my power to get the police there. I would call 911, get them there, and they're going to ask, is anybody hurt? I don't know because I'm not a doctor and I can't diagnose myself. My adrenaline's pumping. Get someone down here. I need police. You got broken property damage on the street. There's traffic. It's a danger. Get someone down here now. So you got to be a little authoritative because the policy with the police on that is ridiculous. How can you self diagnose yourself while you're in the car? It makes no sense. Not a very smart move on their part. It needs to be changed because uh, it's not safe. Whenever there's a crash on the street, it's not safe. Someone else can be hurt. And then Afterwards, when your adrenaline dumps, you got to get checked out, at least at the very least, get checked out. So get the police there, even if they're going to make it just exchange information. That's good. A lot of times, people don't have insurance. A lot of times, you don't know what the right insurance is. That's why we have police to help us assist in that matter. So they ought to show. And um, that's my answer, Jackie. Now we have Adam Por's board from the thevegaspost.com. He's hey. here to provide us with some uh, local and national news. Adam, what do you got for us to share today?
2: Yes. Yeah, so um, obviously um, into so a few new laws are taking effect today in Nevada. I'm um, glad okay, I'd touch um, on a few of those. Um, Number one on my list, um, marijuana A jobs. new bill that was passed last year makes it illegal for an employer to refuse employment to somebody based on a positive pre-employment test for marijuana uh, use. The law does not cover firefighters, doctors, or those driving for a living. So So um, there's a few different vape laws. Um, in effect. Uh, uh, essentially expansions of, cle- of clean air law and prohibiting Vaping in, you know, within closed doors in certain. And to disorders. add to
3: that, there's also uh, wearing a helmet now, even for those who are on that small uh, muppet scooter.
2: Okay. L-Luppets, oh yes.
3: Yeah. Um, they have to wear a helmet. There was no laws about that.
1: Now. You know, don't just sit around and be in pain. Call 830-7070 because you never know when you need my help. Free consultations today. We'll be back. Thank you.
0: Boom. <laughs> If you've been hurt in an accident, the other driver made a bad choice, so make a good choice. 7070. Choose attorney Anthony Paglia for the maximum possible settlement of your injury case. Call 830-7070. Thank you for listening to our show this morning, Money, Politics, and Religion, with attorney Anthony Paglia. Tune in next week to hear more politics, money, and religion. And remember, if you're ever hurt in a car crash, call attorney Anthony Paglia, injury attorney, at 702-830-7070 for a free and confidential consultation.
3: Call 830-7070.